Right now, on how to build a podcast for your brand, we're getting into how to promote your podcast on social media. And we're getting all the social secrets from a lady who's grown brands from zero to 300,000 and higher. Let's go. This is Tim Ferriss. Welcome to another episode of The Tim Ferriss Show. We're going to talk about house prices. House prices in Ireland in particular. The Two Johnnies podcast, bringing you all the mayhem and news from the world of the Two Johnnies. Open the pod bay doors. This is Business Wars. The EY podcast CEO Outlook series. This is the Tommy's Tiernan's choice. We just go for it. Brace yourself. Go ahead, absolutely go ahead. It's showtime. Hello and welcome to How to Build a Podcast for Your Brand. My name is Dusty Rhodes and today we're getting into all things social media because the number one reason why a podcast fails is because people don't promote it. Half the job of making a podcast is promoting it. So for that reason, we're going to be looking at the role of social media in a digital first world, how to build a brand online for your podcast and the importance of keeping up with changing trends. Joining me today is Aideen Fitzmaurice, who is a social media expert who specialises in creative and business media consultancy, where she helps brands create content that's bold and ahead of the trends. Great track record. She's worked with Time Out magazine, Love and Dublin, BBC, Virgin Media, TG Car. She also grew Love and Dublin and Lovin.ie's socials to over 300,000, making that the largest Irish digital publisher. And now she has established her own personal media brand, Band-Aid, to over 28,000, where she has recently launched a weekly Irish giveaway that showcases Irish companies. Aideen, um, on a scale of one to ten, how important is having an online presence? Well, you know, I'm going to say ten, Dusty. <laughs> I thought you might go higher than that. <laughs> no, no, I'm one of these people. I stay within the guidelines. So, uh, ah. you know, definitely ten. <laughs> but seriously, can, 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 is, is there any way for a company or a brand to just survive in this modern society we find ourselves in with social media? Well, definitely. I mean, it's the, it's the main way nowadays to communicate with an audience. I know growing up, the best way was kind of out of home ads or on the telly. But now if you really want to connect and engage with an audience, the best way to do it is through social media, 100%. And what are the main social media platforms, just so as I can confirm what I'm thinking? So it really kind of depends on what you're trying to promote because every single social channel has a different audience. And that is something that you'll learn over time. But the big hitters, obviously, are Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter and then YouTube as well. And then what are the different audiences that each of these social media platforms have? Yeah, so... I always kind of look at it based on personas. So your Instagram is kind of your hip, trendy, um, really kind of engaged, active audience. I think Instagram is a really, really good place for a podcast specifically um, because a lot of Instagram users would be really into podcasts. Um, Facebook, I mean, it is not as active, but it's a great place for ad spend So if you have a bit of budget, that's definitely where I'd recommend using ads to promote your business or your brand. Twitter is kind of like a niche newsfeed. So people will follow accounts that kind of align with their niche interests and then they go on it to kind of get their daily update of what's happening in the world. So definitely a good one to kind of keep people up to date with what what you're doing in your business and how things are running and if there's any news LinkedIn is kind of, I see it as like a glossy shop front for prospective 
customers and also for B2B. Um, so this is kind of the place where you'll kind of show maybe community initiatives that you're doing in your brand or like good, cool announcements of big business news. Um, mm. So I think the main thing is I think it's great to use all of the platforms in different ways to target different kind of audiences and also showcase a wide spectrum of your brand throughout multiple channels. So I wouldn't just stick to one. I'd very much branch out if you can. So looking at the four then, how would you, what would you say is the greatest strength of Facebook, the greatest strength if for the content that you're creating? If you want to get your message across, what should you concentrate on each of those four? Okay. Twitter would be consistent news updates. LinkedIn mm-hmm. would be B2B business announcements, news, very much building up your brand. Instagram is kind of like an engaging tool with very high reach. And then Facebook would be great for ads to garner in like people from where like you can target whatever country, whatever industry um, of potential customers or listeners that you're interested in. Facebook, you mentioned, is very good for advertising. And this is something that we do ourselves with a a podcast is we kind of we tar- the first thing that we do when we are running a Facebook ad campaign for a podcast is we say we are looking for an audience that has expressed or actually has an active interest in podcasts. Yeah. That's the first thing. That really narrows down the audience. But we know at least our ad has only been shown to people who are familiar with podcasts and they're already kind of in it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then we drill it down by the uh, uh, various. The more time you spend in Facebook ad manager, the better you'll get at it. It's really a labor of love, but you can really, really narrow things down to target very specific kinds of people. And Mm. the more niche you go, the more effective a campaign will be because you're really, really targeting people that you know are going to be interested in your product. For example, like say you had a driving skill, you can actually target people who might have birthdays coming up because that's a great birthday present to buy people driving lessons. Do you know, it's you really have to kind of think about who your prospective audience are, map that out, then go into the ad manager and kind of look at the different columns that you can target and just try a few things like A-B testing um, is really, really effective. So that's essentially running the exact same campaign with just a slight difference. So that might be in language or in visual um, and then picking the best one and running with that. And that's a really effective way to run an ad campaign on Facebook Ads Manager. Let me put it to you this way, Aideen. Uh, I have a topic that I'm passionate about or a brand that I'm passionate about, and that's what I know. OK, so yeah. my brand is Egg Cups. <laughs> um, and I know a little bit about Facebook, but I don't know as much as uh, uh, as somebody like you. And I can play around with it. I've had a look at the ad manager and all that. It's not really kind of working. Yeah. Um. What What is the difference between me doing it myself with half knowing how Facebook ad manager works and then going to you when you start talking about drilling down and all the little tips and tricks and the keywords and uh, th- all of the tools that you're at, at your disposal? I mean, it's really the same in any case. Like there's people like me who work in social who mm. have developed this craft over years and years and years of experience. Mm. So I would definitely recommend like if you can to hire a consultant in, they will be able to give you the tools and they'll be able to really map out 
what what kind of people you should be targeting um, over time. But if the budget's not there, there are other examples like HubSpot do free online courses that are really, really good. They're just a few hours long. And also Facebook Blueprint um, is ad manager specific. Um, so you can kind of jump into that, watch a few free videos on that and then kind of go into the ad manager after and try it yourself. But again, yes, like I highly recommend if you can get anybody who works in social media to kind of come in and even do like a training day with you or a consultancy Mm. or even sit down with you. Like I always say time and time again, the most important thing is to nail down a content strategy and then a content calendar that relates to that content strategy, because that will really map out where your brand is headed and what your brand image is, your tone of voice, how you're going to communicate with the audience over time. And it kind of makes you accountable for how much content you're going to put out every week. So I would start with three content pillars usually. Um, So a content pillar is basically like an objective. So this could be, um, for example, I want to reach a new audience. How will I do this? okay, each week I'm going to map out a new product that's in our shop or um, a free course that we are offering within our business or something of that sort. And it's just kind of continuously feeding this messaging every single week. And the algorithms really, really bent, like you will benefit highly if you remain consistent with your content. Um, And that is where a content strategy and a content calendar really, really come into play because they feed off of that. Um, And that's where you'll see your benefits. But again, hiring somebody with this expertise is where you will get the tools to be able to do this. And they'll be able to guide you through all of these steps and give you the tools to do it yourself. Or you can also hire people just to entirely manage your social, which Mm. obviously is highly, highly effective because it's somebody, it's one person who is just kind of consistently looking after it and making sure everything is taken over, like community management is so important, which means replying to direct messages, um, engaging with other similar accounts, like this kind of stuff is really, really important to build up your brand and your following over time. You see, this is what makes me smile because after I've made a podcast, I'm tired. And now you've given me a whole load of extra work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to I do know. on top of it. The best thing about social media is you actually see the results firsthand. Like you will see the numbers grow and that is, I, I'm really numbers driven. So like for me, that's the yeah. best thing ever. If I come on and look at my phone and we've got 100, 200 more likes than we did the day before, then we're doing our job right. And I think as well, like in terms of somebody who I worked in an advertising agency um, and my my background would have been in marketing as well in college. And when you look at back in the day on TV or out of home ads, how can you actually figure out who is seeing it and how many people have seen it? It's really difficult. But the best thing about social is you have all of those insights. You know where they are, who they are, what they like, what age they are, how many people saw it, what time they saw it at. Like that information is so, so valuable. So to learn about uh, social media, because I mean, it's part of, you know, when people go to a a marketing agency or branding, they they expect you to know all about these things. And like nobody knows everything about everything. All right. No, they don't. Um, So if you want to bone up more about uh, Facebook and all of the various platforms, you recommend uh, doing some online courses 
Uh, HubSpot, as you say, do quite a good one. Very then good, yeah. your next stage would be to uh, talk to a professional because with a consultant such as yourself at Band-Aid, which, by the way, is spelled B-A-N-D-E-A-D-D, and I'll have the link in our show notes. But you would go to Adina Band-Aid and uh, she would be able to look at you and kind of say, Grant, well, here's a strategy and this is what we're going to do. And we map it out, da 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 yep. And then you just go off and you do it yourself. Or if you're like me, you just go, Aideen, will you do everything? All right. <laughs> yeah. So they, they're, your, they're your three options. Okay, Grant. Let me talk to you about an actual podcast itself, because you were talking about uh, the objective. Mm-hmm. So the objective first will be the same as the podcast in order. Like, you know, we want to make our brand the brand authority in our area of, of, of business. So that's the objective. Yeah. The next thing then will be to move on to the content strategy in that how are we going to use, what content are we going to use in order to achieve that objective? Now, my question to you is that uh, we are doing a podcast, so we already have a load of content. It's like you and I now are speaking on a podcast and you're giving us loads of really good, useful information. So how then do we use that then as part of our content strategy on social media? That's that's a great question. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle because they're like, I have this content. I have no idea what to do with it. What I would say is what works really, really well on a content strategy basis is diversifying your content. So, for example, you can cut your podcast in various different ways. You have sound waves, which you could put on a graphic and literally just have the audio moving. And that could be great for Twitter, for example, as those kind of really graphic imagery um, assets perform really, really well. Another thing you can do is every time you sit down to record your podcast, record a little Instagram story, a, a behind the scenes. That kind of stuff works really, really well because it gives the audience extra context to what you're doing. That's what you want them to come to the social channel and not only get the information of what your podcast is about, what guests you have, it's also giving them extra content and extra benefit um, to following this extra information all the time. So behind the scenes stuff would work really, really well for that. Um, Even it would be obviously a great idea when an episode comes out, post about it, make sure people know that it's there. Links, links, links. I cannot stress it enough. Mm -hmm. Put a link on everything that you can. Um, In terms of Instagram, you can't link on the feed, but there is um, a website called Linktree that I would highly recommend. So that's where you can put multiple links within your bio um, and you can actually customize the look and feel to this to having your own podcast or brand imagery around it. Um, So that's really effective. So Linktree is kind of like you will put one link on it and when people click on it, they get all of your different links. Is that the way it yeah, works? Yeah, they'll be served maybe like, okay, you great. can you can change it. It could be three to five buttons. But for my one personally, for example, I would have a link to my website, a link to my most recent project, and then hmm. a link to maybe another social channel. And people can engage with you then whichever way they want. Why is it important to have other links as part of your social media? (laughs) Because especially with something like setting up a podcast, the main objective, as we've spoken about, is to to grow listenership. Um, So a link will 
make sure that they are constantly being directed to that. And also you'll be able to track that. So anybody who clicks a link that will show up in your insights. So you'll also see how many of the people following you on social are actually direct being directed straight to your podcast. And then that I got be it. So a, when you- a really, really effective social strategy. So when you say link, 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 what you mean is link back to yourself, link back to your own activity. It's not like yeah. link to wherever you got that story or to no, whatever. But I would it's also just- recommend it's really important to, um, if you have a guest on, tag them because use their audience to your advantage as well. It's very likely that if you tag someone and say, on this week's episode, we have 18 and I'm tagged, I will reshare that. So you're kind of constantly getting your reach up, your brand awareness out there to new prospective listeners um, who already probably have an interest in the person that you are speaking to anyway. So it's a really, really good way of growing Mm. your following over time. And do you think this kind of putting out lots of different types of content in lots of different areas and giving, you know, kind of breaking down the fourth wall where you're doing the Instagram uh, videos so they can see behind the scenes and stuff like that, Is that key to building customer trust and loyalty? Definitely. I think nowadays, um, I mean, various surveys have been done and been proven that if a brand has a strong social presence, that an audience is more likely to Mm. purchase from them and also to trust them. Um, So it's just key in really connecting with your audience and showing them kind of like real life behind the scenes more information and in the more you give them, the more they're going to be interested really, but also don't overdo it. (laughs) But like (laughs) the more information that you give them that, that is around what you're doing each week, that will, that will highly benefit you and it will highly benefit them. So it's a symbiotic relationship. (laughs) I'm a big believer in giving and tell me if you, if you think uh, this philosophy is right in your mind or not, but I believe if you just give to the world some people are just going to take that knowledge and they'll go off and they'll do whatever. And that's fine. And if it helps them do their job better, fantastic. Other people will kind of hear it and they'll go, I need help with that. And maybe they'll call you or they'll call somebody else uh, uh, to get help. And that's where I, th- I think just just give. And it's like, as the movie said, if you if you build it, they will come. So if yeah. you give, people will, will come back looking for more. I think like one of the driving forces of all social media channels is number one, education, and number two, inspiration. And so many people are so precious about the information that they have regarding skill set. But really, people appreciate it so much if you're really transparent and honest and you actually give people tools that they can use in real life and they can use to go and replicate in some way or another. And more times than not, if you give someone some really, really good advice, they'll thank you for it in a public sense. And then that can only benefit you as well. Like if somebody turned around and said, I heard this on this podcast and it's completely changed my mindset on this area. Well, then somebody else that might think the same way that follows them is going to be like, oh my God, wow, that sounds amazing. I want to try that. So I'm now going to listen to this podcast as well. You talk about audience. Um, I think it would be fair to say that a good word for audience would be followers. Yeah. Because we're all into, and in, in, podcasting thankfully is changing now from subscribers to followers. Um, but the amount of followers, everybody gets caught up with how many, I need, I need 30,000 followers or I'm a failure. <laughs> um, 
When it comes to followers, where do you fall on quality or quantity? Quality every time. I mean, I, I've worked with loads of kind of clients accounts over the years, and it's not the one with the biggest following that gets the most sales or benefits the most. Um, it's really, really down to engagement and it's down to having a niche following that like re- is really interested in the specific thing that you're offering. Um, so I would highly recommend do not get hung up on numbers. If a post gets 30 comments or 30 likes and those 30 turn into sales, that's amazing. That's 30 sales you didn't have before you posted that post or that podcast. So mm. it's it's... I think people get so hung up on numbers, but really you have to think about like, these are 30 real people. It Numbers on, I think on social channels don't feel real sometimes, but at the end of the day, if you're getting 30 sales that you didn't have before, that, that that's good business in my eyes. And I, I don't think people should get hung up on numbers, but I also think it is important over time within that content strategy that your goal is to grow your following because the more you grow it over time, the more people will see it. But don't feel disheartened if you're looking at maybe a similar brand that has half a million followers because I guarantee you they only have a couple of thousand views on their stories and you could get that soon enough yourself as well over time when you grow. One of my favourites to look at is B&Q. They've got (laughs) millions of followers and they only ever have 10 likes on a post. It's incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> back to our podcast, because our podcast is literally a, an audio program for a, a specific audience. And mm-hmm. we want to then connect with other people who would like to hear that that program. So you have been saying connect with them, think about the quality, give them a little bit more and to interact with them and to speak with them to and from. Yeah. Which is great. Now, the real and I hate you for this. Because you say you can't just do that on a Tuesday and you'll be an overnight success. You have to do it consistently. Day in, day out, week in. It's a graft. Now, one thing you said that really helps with that graft is a content calendar. Tell me about this magical thing. (laughs) Yes. So I am a huge fan of content calendars. So basically what it is, is just mapping out each week what you're going to post. And like for me personally, what I'll do is I'll sit down on a Sunday and based on the content strategy, my content strategy will say on a Monday, you post about this. On a Wednesday, you post about this. And on a Friday, you post about this. So I can sit down on a Sunday and I can say, okay, what do I have that can fit this requirement? Okay, cool. I did a podcast episode last week. So I can share that and I can say, in this episode, I talk about X, Y, and Z. So I will on a Sunday usually write that caption and have it ready to go. Now you can actually pre-schedule content in Facebook and Instagram. You can use TweetDeck to do it on Twitter, or you can use third-party subscriptions such as Falcon or Sprinkler or Sprout Social or the likes. Um, so dozens of them. Yeah. Hootsuite is what we use. Hootsuite. Yeah. Those kind of tools are really helpful for kind of, because you don't want to be 
going about your life and being like, oh no, I need to post. I mm. forgot to post today. So it's it's actually very good to do it in bulk and just kind of sit down, map it all out, upload it, and then it's good to go for the week. Mm. But the one thing I will say about doing that is you can't ghost the channels as a result. So if you know that you're posting on a Monday, I'd highly, highly recommend to be active on that Monday. Um, maybe comment on accounts that are similar to you, build up a relationship with them. You need to be social on social media. It's not something that you can just throw to one side because it really, really will help you. And I just can't stress this enough how important it is to have that social and digital presence to grow your following and your customer base. You've said that a number of times. Are you yeah. able to give me an example for a client that you've worked with right now? I don't want you to mention the client. All right. But let's yes. just call it product X. All right. Product X. So thinking of a real world example for a real client, product X did what that actually really worked for them. Okay. Okay. So for client X to be social on social, what we did was we spent time engaging with people involved in this product, right? So be mm -hmm. it influencers. Um, and you would comment on their post and say, love this. Another example would be if you see somebody using your product to share their post on your stories and tag them. So it would be like, thanks to this person mm. for using this product looks great on you or glad you're enjoying it or whatever. Um, okay. Another example would be to use hashtags that relate to this client or the topic or the product. So, okay, all right. I, I, I can see you're uncomfortable because you're really giving away secrets here, all right? Which, yeah, which is true. I'm like, I don't really want to get, yeah, I don't want to like fine. talk that's too fine. much about like a specific client because obviously. There's there's three things. Tell me, how were you able to measure going for, uh, A and then yeah, the resulting B? How were you able to say that, that doing those things was a success? Okay. Was it because you drove up uh, the amount of people who are going to see a movie or the amount of people who bought more cornflakes that week or whatever the product X is. Um, that like, how were you able to, to measure it? Okay, so a, a key way of measuring is if you're posting during the time of doing these, you'll actually see the reach and engagement on your own posts will, will be much further up than usual. But also if you are sharing and engaging with like influencers or brand ambassadors or kind of prominent accounts, um, and they share something of yours, your followership is going to go up that day. So for example, like you could share a post of um, an influencer or a speaker and say, oh, great to see them using this product or being involved with our brand in this way. And then you will see that your followership will probably go up by like, I, it depends on the account, but like you could go up by like 100 or 200 followers in a day if you mm. interact with brand ambassadors and influencers. I've kept you for far too long, so I do apologize. But thank you for giving us so much. Just to wrap up, what would you say would be your top three must follow rules when it comes to social media? Be social on social. Mm -hmm. Find your niche. 
and have clear objectives for your social strategy. Aideen Fitzmaurice, thank you so much for joining us and being so giving and sharing so much with us today. If you would like to follow Aideen, uh, she is on Instagram and you can follow her at BandAid, which is B-A-N-D-E-A-D-D. If you'd like to chat about any of the topics that we have discussed today, do email me at hello at dustpod.ie, our email address. You can call us as well on the phone. Some people still use these things. Uh, 01960-9099. And of course, the website is dustpod.ie. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Do follow as we talk to more high-end individuals uh, about promoting and making really high-quality podcasts. But for now, take care. Open the pod bay doors, pal. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Help. Help.